This is Alternate Take. I'm your host, Danny Rodriguez. Welcome back to the show. On this episode, dude, we went to Colorado. We had to, man. That's where all the hype's at. It's uh, almost time for college football. We got a couple more months left, but you already know who the talk of the town is, man. This is Colorado Buffaloes out there in Boulder. And it's led by uh, the one and only primetime, Deion Sanders. And how is that not the most exciting thing in college football right now, man? They are the only team to be aired on ESPN for their spring game. It's sold out. I think last year they had a giveaway free tickets. This year, it's completely sold out. You couldn't even go if you wanted to, baby. Unless you're top gun like me, Maverick. Then you get in for free. But um, it's an exciting time for the Buffaloes, dude. They are a storied program who haven't had success in a long time. And everyone's stoked about what they're going to do this season, including us here at Alternate Take. So we had to go down there and see what it was all about. And I went down with producer JB, and we interviewed wide receivers coach Brett Bartoloni and offensive analyst Mike Pollock. And it was a great time, man, because those guys both came from Jackson State with Deion Sanders, and now they're here. So we got to talk a little bit about you know, the Prime documentary, how that panned out, the ending of the season at Jackson State, and their expectations for this year, man. It's an exciting time, dude. We coming. So uh, without further ado, I bring to you Colorado football coaches, Brett Bartoloni and Mike Pollock. Alternate take. What is up, everybody? We are back, man. We're on the On the Road podcast. We're in Boulder, Colorado, baby. That's where we're at. What's up, boys? What's going on, man? We're in, we're in Thornton, actually. Are we? Yep. I'm already drunk to start the podcast. So professional. Unbelievable. We're in Thornton, Colorado, man. And uh, we got producer JB in the building. What's up, JB? What's going on? The, the listeners haven't heard you in a pod for a while, so this is this is uh, this is good shit. Good treat, good treat. <laughs> and we got two special guests, guys. We're bringing you guys football coaches from the University of Colorado, which is going to be a huge year this year. We brought you guys wide receivers coach Brett Bartoloni. Thanks for having me, Dan. <laughs> and we also brought you guys offensive analyst uh, Mr. Mike Pollock. How you doing, sir? Great to be here, Dan. Absolutely, man. Um, let's talk. Let's talk straight up off uh, Jackson State, guys. Let's let's go right at the fucking bat. Um, last year was fucking awesome. And, uh, let's talk about the ending of the season, man. How'd you guys feel about the ending of the season? Um, obviously didn't end the way, uh, we wanted it to, but it was, it was an incredible year. And, um, you know, the, the whole roller coaster of the entire season and the experiences that, that we had there. Um, and I know me, me personally for just a year being there, um, with the people, that we shared those experiences with, um, it was an awesome year. It, it really was, and, and we were really close to uh, to making history there. But um, that's a year that I'll that I'll never forget. Oh man, I couldn't agree more. It was fun, man. What about you? Yeah, it was really good, Danny. We, um, you know, year before we uh, set a school record with eleven wins, and then to come right back the very next year and break that record, have twelve wins, even though it didn't end the way uh, we wanted it to. You know, it just goes to show that sometimes when there are some distractions out there and some things that, that take place out of your control that, um, you know, you uh, you really appreciate it when you um, are a part of a team that does finish off and go undefeated. Yeah. You know, and it's so hard to do. And, uh, you know, I just think it was one of those deals where, you know, I was just very fortunate to be a part of it, very excited. And uh, it's a very, very positive memory for me. Yeah, it was awesome. I I'll tell you what, it was, it was one of those things where for us, like, um, when you guys were scoring by like 40, 50 points, it was like, yeah, of course, which was cool because when there wasn't a game where it wasn't by that, we we're like, okay, what the hell was like, John would fill me in like, Hey, yeah, there was these things that went wrong, these things were wrong, but 
that's the expectation that you guys set when you were there, that you guys were pulling up points. And um, and it was even awesome the way it ended with the whole documentary. How'd you guys how'd you guys like the documentary, Coach Prime? I thought the documentary was was very well done. It's it's pretty, it's raw, it's authentic. Um, it don't it don't really hide anything. It just it shows how the season played out. It showed every day what what happened for the most part. And um, you know, I, I think it was a it was a good reflection of you know the the organization that we had, the team that we had, the the staff, you know, coaches and players and everyone who was uh, who was really involved. Well, it was um, my third time being a part of the documentary that uh, Coach Prime has has put together for for Jackson State, and um, all three years were fantastic and just got better each year. Yeah, and it, and it was really a a deal where um, I think that like Brett said, it was, it was real. It was raw. It was authentic. It was exactly what was going on. There wasn't anything hidden. It was the good, the bad, the ugly. And, uh, you know, it's what people want to see when they, they look behind the scenes of a football program and what, and, and, and see the day to day that goes on and, and, uh, to know there's a lot more that gets you to that Saturday afternoon game that everybody sees on TV. Yeah. That show was awesome. I, I think it was really cool for me too because I could finally show my mom that I could act as well. <laughs> I could coach and act. Brad, you should be an actor when you're older, dude. Is that what your mom said? <laughs> yeah, something like that. I was always in the talent show. Were you really? Yeah, every year. Even in Metal Green? Not by choice. No way. What'd you do? Um, God dang. Um, we did the Beatles one year. That's we, huge. We did Kiss. We did Kiss one year. No way. Okay, what song was Kiss? I yeah, gotta know. We gotta know. What song? If you did best, it was doesn't like, fucking count. No, it was like the main song. Rock and roll all night. Oh, yeah, yeah, it goes. And um which one in the Beatles it was um song about wanting to hold someone's hand. Oh hand. yeah. And then we did U two <laughs> one year. Oh, yeah, we did U two. Um, no way. John John did the drum. He actually played the drums. No way. And I just I was the lead singer. I didn't know you guys had Colts like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did is I there do? a video of this? Do your do your parents yeah. have video of this? Yeah. Why yeah, haven't dude. we ever just had a few drinks and watched that? Well, you know that's she real made, film. She made me and my buddies do uh do the Bee Gees one year. Oh that's huge though. Staying alive. That's a good mom like making Saturday you that. night fever John Travolta. <sighs> Dude, I used to work at a at a place in a it was a it was a beer company and you work in the factory and we had this one guy, ex convict, this dude been in prison his whole life. You got out and you worked drunk, but he was a good worker. So the worker was like, whatever, man, just let him work here. And he would every time we get drunk, he'd always do the hey, I'm I'm Tony Maroney, and he would do the whole Saturday night fever dance all day. Yeah. <laughs> with tattoos ever. That dude was that's, crazy. That's what I had to do in third grade. <laughs> John, what was your favorite part of the documentary, man? <clears throat> uh I think the ending and obviously that sounds crazy because it's like the ending was like the only time where they lost and like that was, you know, the end result of the season and it was, you know, sucked. But I don't know. I'm like one of those weird dudes where it's like at the end of the season, like even if your team wins or loses, like in the Super Bowl or NBA championship, whatever, I like keeping the TV on and like watching, just like watching everyone's raw, raw reactions watching the emotions like that's it like that's the end of the season like even the people celebrating or the opposing team who's just like sitting there like damn like that's it it's over and like i don't know it's just all that work that goes in i've seen it and i've been a part of it in the past so i know like when the season's over what you're feeling right there so it was just i don't know that the ending of that documentary was really good yeah no they did a great job man but you know now we're on to different pastures man and i'm I'm happy to be here man we're at the university of colorado boys 
Hell yeah, man. I can't wait, dude. That's right. We, we coming. coming. We coming, baby. We coming. We coming. Jesus. What what has been the um Mike, I'm gonna start with you on this one. What has been like the number one difference you've noticed? Um, maybe culture wise or maybe um anything when you first got here, whether it be just with the university or just with the way the players are responding to you guys or with uh anything. Was it what was the big difference you take away from Jackson State to Colorado once you got here? Well, you know, I was fortunate enough to be a part of when we went to Jackson State and first got there and and now obviously very blessed to be here as well. And uh, I see a lot of similarities, to be honest with you. I see, you know, we had a t- team when we got to Jackson State, as we do now, that um, has not had as much success in the past. And uh, then, you know, us coming in here just trying to change a, a mindset to compete, to understand what it takes to win, and to really understand the expectation that Coach Prime sets because it's, it's, it's probably – something that none of these kids have ever experienced because his expectation is, is extremely high. And, um, you know, he, he's going to expect the the best. He's going to set the standard. He's not going to hide, hide from it. He's not going to shy away from it. He's certainly not going to mind talking about it. And, uh, I think that a lot of these kids here are, are right now they're in culture shock. They don't, they're, they're still not totally understanding exactly what what he expects out of them and what we expect out of them. So, you know, I, I just think it's a, a, a two very similar things. I've seen it happen before with him at Jackson State, and now I'm watching it again and being a part of it again. And, and I see a lot of the same, you know, growing pains that we went through there, we're going through here. Yeah. Brett, before you answered, just to build off that, like I just the first uh, – the video of him uh, meeting the team for the first time, like e- even as a viewer, you get the culture shock, you know, like when he walks in, all eyes on me. <laughs> he just basically said, "You don't want a beard, then get out." I love it, man. That's like a. It's, it's just it's speech. just to the point, man. Like, hey, this is what we expect. This is what we're doing. This is not fucking tennis, man. No offense to anyone who plays tennis, but this is football. It's a lot different. So, like, if you're not here to compete, like tennis, you compete against yourself all day, and of course your partner. But this is someone's after your job twenty four seven. So you're not here to come to do that, and then and it's a different change for Colorado. Once the last time they were competitive, like legitimately, you know. So this is it's a whole change. What about you, man? Um, well, you know, I, when I got to Jackson State, you know, I was I was at the tail end of it. Um, so they had already had a lot of success there and that that culture had already been instilled. But, you know, I've, I've been around um, football teams with not a lot of success. And I, you know, I, I played on one. Um, I've, I've coached for some. And, um, you know, it's it's just a process. That's that's all it is. And, um, you know, if, if any man could do the job, it's, it's certainly Coach Prom. And like Coach Pollock talked about, um, the way he goes about it is different. Um, it's just a different – it's a different style um, that the players are used to and even coaches. You know, it's it's a different style than, than coaches are used to. But it's one that, that obviously works. And um, he's demonstrated that um, the past few years. Um, and it's been remarkable to see how, how fast it, it – you know, he was able to turn um, the program around at, at Jackson State. Crazy, and you know, there's there's no doubt in my mind that that we're going to do the same thing here. But it's just, you know, it's a it's a matter of instilling the the culture and and finding the right guys who fit and getting everybody to buy in. So that's um that's a big part of our job as coaches. What do you think you've seen, like from your eyes, outside of you? Because here's the thing, like we're not in it; we're just watch. What do you think is the one thing that stands out to you? We're like, oh, this is different. Because I think it's different. With uh, you're talking about since they've been here with yeah. Coach Prime? culture and yeah, everything. I mean, obviously, I haven't been around it at all, but I watch Bucky's videos every single day. I feel yeah. like I'm here. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, honestly, like they said, it's just 
Coach Prime is going to tell it to you straight, straight to your face, and he's not going to hide nothing. So, you know, he's, he's going to tell you straight up. And a lot of people, they see those videos and stuff, and they're like, oh, my God, that was so mean. Like, why did he come in like that? Why did he do that? I'm like, if you ever been around college football, I'd rather have a coach like that than one that hides it, doesn't say shit, right. and you don't know what his agenda is right. behind the scenes. He's like, he might not want me here. I'm going to stick around for a couple of years, and I don't know. Like, He's just going to tell you straight up. You don't want to be here if you're not going to do the work. This is what I expect. If not, feel free. Yeah, man. What, so I like that. What has been the uh, experience for you guys in terms of like, um, I think the listeners want to know this too, and I do too, but like the, the recruiting aspect, because now it's different recruiting at Jackson State. You know, it's a division one double A, right? Am I, am I mistaken on that? Yep. Um, yeah, FCS, yep. Yeah. And this is now a school where as soon as Dion got there, everybody and their mother's calling you guys now to match him. Like now you're getting people following you on social media, DMing you saying, hey, you know, here's my 40 time. You know, there's one time I donated to Goodwill, like whatever they sell, pitch themselves on to get up a fucking team. Um, what's that been like for you guys now? How like how often is your phone ringing? How hard is it to tell people no? Like, hey, man, we got 100 guys, you know, trying out for six spots. You know, like what's that been like for you guys? Well, it's it's been, um, you know, pretty exciting. It's, a, it's great when you have a, a brand that people want to be a part of. You know, I know I know for me personally, I mean, my Instagram account has doubled in size since Damn. being here, you know, just, just the number of people following, you know, recruits and, you know, parents and, you know, fans, a lot of Colorado fans have, uh, you know, jumped on board and, and, uh, you know, just, I just noticed that immediately. And, um, you know, when you've got this kind of a logo on your chest and, and, and you got the, the guy behind the logo with, you know, coach prime, you know, you, you do have a lot of people that are reaching out, want to be a part of this. And, uh, it's um it's been very unique, but it's been very exciting. You know, just kind of piggyback off something you said a while ago. You know, Prime gave the same speech to those Jackson State players. I love it. It, it just wasn't it just wasn't uh, aired out yeah. for everybody to see it. <laughs> you know, and uh, I think you know, it, like the raw, the thing about him is, and I think a lot of people appreciate this is, you know, whether you like what he's saying or not, he's he's telling you the truth. Right. And he's telling you what you need to hear a right. lot of times. And I think a lot of kids, you know, and, and parents appreciate that because it's like John said, you know, I'd rather have a coach that's straight up with me and tell me what's going, what the deal is than one that's got me hanging and then last minute tells me, oh, by the way, you know, we don't need you or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I tell you that, you know, to be able, first of all, this place here is a tremendous place to live. The Denver Boulder area is a tre tremendous place to live. I love it already. You know, I, you know, me coming from the South, so many people, um, you know, telling me, oh, it's going to be way different from the South. And I was like, no, you know, you know, I didn't know what to expect. So when I got out here, you know, I've, I've noticed it really isn't that different. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people in the South have a, a totally, um, uh, wrong view of how Colorado is and Colorado people probably have a wrong view of how the South is because <laughs> yeah. it's not very, very different. To yeah. be honest with you, people are people. Football is football. The facilities here is tremendous. The people here are tremendous. The fan base is tremendous. And, uh, you know, it's just, a it's, it's a, it's a great place to be able to live coach football and, and a lot of kids want to come here now. Yeah. What about you? How many Rudy's you got hitting you up now on your phone? <laughs> no, no, it's it's been. I'm telling you, it was the same way at Jackson State too. I mean, it, Jackson State, everyone wanted to be part of uh, yeah. what we had going on there. Really, um, obviously, it's it's amped up a little bit more here. There's there's a little more national exposure. It's a little bigger brand, and um, you know, it, it, it's funny when I because I played I played at Washington State, 
And so I, you know, I've always known about, you know, Colorado. I've always known about the Buffs. And when I graduated and I started getting into coaching, I always told myself, like, man, if I ever ended up, you know, coaching at the University of, of Colorado, like, I'm, I'm be happy. I'm gonna be set. Yeah, this place is unbelievable. And it's just, it's funny how life kind of works out. And, yeah. And now here we are. But th- this place, like Coach Pollock said, is is unbelievable. It's a beautiful freaking place to live, man. It, it really is. Um, People are amazing, man. Um, you know, the, the resources that we have, the support that we have, the the staff and people in place that that we have. Um, shoot, man, we're we're you know, we're getting geared up to to win a lot of football games here. And you you can see, I mean, that there there's been a national championship won here, you know. Yeah. Um, and and there it's it's easy to see why. You know, this is a very easy place to sell, you know, especially when um the guy in charge is wearing a gold jacket. So um, you know, everyone around the country, you know, it's not just you know, West Coast. It's it's not just you know. It's it's everywhere in the country. We're we're attracting attention from recruits and, and families everywhere. And um, our job is to go get the best. So obviously, the the hard part now is like, okay, yeah, the the phone's blowing up, and you know, coaches are are selling their players, and um, as they as they should be, man. And they they got some really good players. The the problem is is that um, y- you know, there there's a lot of good players, and and we gotta. It's like okay, you know he. You're you're looking at a really good high school player, but it's like we we got limited spots, and we could be really picky, you know, right. about about who we want to go after, and, and we're we're looking for you know the elite player and and someone um, who fits all of our core values, um, and someone that's going to help um, the University of Colorado win a Pac-12 championship and and ultimately a national championship. Dude, you guys are the hot chick now. That's right. You know, you guys have your options. I've always been the hot chick. Yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> You know, hot shakes a guy. He's an eight, but he's got a third nipple. I don't need him. You know, let's get someone with two nipples, appropriate nipples. Nice four hundred one k, nice family. Um, but you know, he's got a dog that bites people. I can ju- you can be picky, is what I'm saying. You know, like that's that's the best part about it. And it's uh, it's awesome, dude. I can't speaking on what you said too. The facilities, Jesus Christ, man. We were there today. Got the uh, my official uh, recruiting visit, yeah. and um, I was really shocked to find out that my arm is not as good as Shador's. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought I mean, my leg was as good as Mata's too. It's I, not. I, I saw you. I saw you take that first throw, and I knew it was bad. Yeah, now, no. you might have started at, at our, as our Pop Warner quarterback. Yeah, maybe. no. Oh, I would. I would have had some good, um, some good touchdowns back then. Yeah, but I wouldn't. He's have a read option Cody. guy. A <laughs> read option. Probably Wildcat. Oh, yeah, he's Wildcat. <laughs> I'm a back shoulder fade <laughs> king, and that's it. He's dude. A, he's a back shoulder fade specialist. That's it. <laughs> Just put him in it. in the red zone. He's a spell <laughs> quarterback. It's a genius throw, <laughs> and I have it on lock, man. Don't worry about it. Comes in in the red zone. Yeah. Dude, there's some pitchers that are just knuckleballers. Like, just let them throw the ball, you know? That's right. Jesus, man. But um, it's going to be fun this year, man. It really is. Like, you know, me and John are going to be here a lot, dude. We're going to be here a lot. And um, I can't wait for the season to start, man. You guys, well, first, before we even get to TCU, which is the first game you guys have scheduled, man, like, what's the next couple months look like for you guys in terms of uh, the program, man? Like, what's going on? Workouts? When does it start? When do pads come on? Like, when does it start getting into, like, when are cuts coming? When's all that shit? When's, how's it all work out? Well, right now we're in the middle of working out uh, with the kids throughout the week. They come in the morning, work out, and then uh, we have meetings with them and uh, trying to just install offense and defense to get ready for spring practice. And the spring practice starts third week of March, and we're going to get four days in that week, and then we're going to take the last week of March off because it's spring break. And then we come back first week of April, and we hit it, and then April 22nd is our spring game on ESPN. And then, you know, right after the spring game, you know, uh, it's it's going to be hitting the road in May, trying to recruit kids. 
you know, the the obviously the the transfer portal is probably going to pick back up after spring after spring is over with, and 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 uh, you'll start to get back in there. We'll have we'll probably have uh, most of our coaching staff will be on the road during May recruiting high school 2024 20, 20, kids. And uh, but then we'll have a lot of coach some coaches in the office keeping an eye on the portal and trying to keep see where we need to fill in needs because right now we we really need to get some experience in here um, for next for next next fall for some slots we have you know and then of course the summertime will be um, you know starting in June be you know working out same kind of deal we're doing right now. So yeah, it's uh it never stops. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't just start in June or July or August like a lot of people think. You know, it's year round. And I mean, we've been doing this for a month already. This didn't just start. Yeah. What what is like if you in your opinion for both of you like something a recruit can do to stand out besides just football? Like if you guys these guys are the same. These dudes are both running 4-4s, four they're both 6-2 receivers. They both got unlimited touchdowns. They're both to star their hometown, you know. It's um something that they can do extra to stand out. Like for me, like like for example, if when I pick a woman, if she likes Bad Bunny, I want nothing to do with her. You know, even if she's a star and she's good looking, it's just this is how I feel. You know, and it might be wrong, but that's just generally how I feel as a coach when you're recruiting. Like, is there something that you're like, ah, oh, man, that might be a red flag, or oh, I like that he has that. That's something that something else doesn't have. Is there something extra that people do? Like, okay, that's pretty cool that that kid has that. Yeah, I think I think something that that sticks out with recruits, other than the the tape and other than you know the on the field talent, um, you know we 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 get them on campus and and we're able to spend time with them, we're able to spend time with their families, and you know I, I think character speaks very loudly when when they're up here, you know when they're when they're on campus and we're spending time with these guys, you know they're they're evaluating us, they're evaluating the university, they're evaluating the, the team, the players. Can I fit in here? Can I play here? Can I see myself here for the next four years? But it goes both ways. You know, we're, we're evaluating them. It's like, yeah, man, we, we like to tape dog, but, but you know, how, how, do, you, do you fit the, you know, or do you check the character box, you know, and, and how do you get along with our staff? How do you get along um, with our players, you know, what, what's, what's your family like? So the evaluation goes, goes both ways. Obviously you want to make sure that you're taking a good person, you know, that, that, that fits our core values, you know, of, of our football team and of our university. So I think character speaks very uh, loudly. And I also think toughness um, to a certain extent speaks very loudly. And sometimes, you know, that, that some of those things can be taught or excuse me, they, they can be caught on the film. Um, but, that's that's something that your your information you're getting from other coaches you're getting from his high school coach um i think you know other than just looking at speed size you know athletic ability like toughness is is something in, in football that that everyone's got to have and that's that's one of our core values as well here yeah i'm going to relate this to relationships yeah i love it okay? that's the best way because everyone <laughs> no, can understand because no, if you no, don't know shit about football but everyone knows shit about relationships so whether, it's whether you're a man or a woman Nobody wants a high maintenance partner. Very true. Okay. So we're looking for guys to come in here and be very low maintenance, but have high production. Okay. So like Brent said, you know, we're, we're looking at the character part. So, you know, we're looking at your social media. We're looking at your academics. I mean, you know, last thing we want to do is bring a guy in here and I've got to have him meet with me every day to make sure he went to class or make sure he went, did, you know, is taking care of his grades. So we're looking now, not to say that we're not here to facilitate and support and help, 
but we're not looking for guys that are that are going to come in here and require us to 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 have to spend so much time individually with them that that we don't have time to develop them as a player as a person and develop our, our room you know because like for example brett there he's got wide receivers he's got 15 kids in his room he can't spend 90 percent of his time with one so many and 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 you know ignore the, the other 14 so you know coach talks about this smart tough fast discipline with character those are the attributes we're looking for you know kids that have those those are the ones we're looking at so if you're a kid that that you know we we you know you're, you you may have the same stats everything's identical you may be same size same height same speed everything one kid has a 4-0 gpa another kid has a 2-2 we're going to take the 4-0 yeah one, one kid has one kid's social media is pretty clean and and it's not a you know not a lot of nonsense on it yeah. Or, and the other kids got uh, you know some stuff that yeah. could be controversial. He's at bad buddy concerts. Gonna, you know, we're going to take the other guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Waste so, of time. Like I say, it's 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 same way with relationships. You're looking for someone that's bringing value to your relationship, and you want to put value in into the relationship as well. Same way with us. We're we're looking for that kid that's going to bring value, and and, and is going to help us be the best team we can possibly be. Yeah, I like the I like the toughness part too that you said, Brett. Um, because you said like sometimes you can see it on tape. And dude, that's so true, man. Because you can tell when someone's faking the funk. Like when someone just like gets hit really hard and they get up, they act like everything's cool just for the cameras and they go back to the sidelines and like, dog, check me out. Next thing you know, they're in the blue tent and they're like just doing it for the cameras. They weren't really about it. Um, but there is I remember when you were playing, and I've told this story to you a couple of times already, but um, it just sticks out to me because um, it just reinforces character. Like you said, I, I, just, I liked what I saw. It was you guys are playing uh, SC uh, when you guys are at, when you're uh, playing at Washington State. And um, this was at USC. I couldn't make the game. I don't know. I don't remember why, but um, I remember your whole family was there and everything. And then uh, you caught a ball and got lit up pretty good by Dion Bailey. Yeah, um, he hit hard. He, yeah, he was one of the hardest hitting safeties, if not the hardest hitting safety in college football at the time. And um, I remember, like, I was like, "Oh, god damn!" And as soon as the play ended, like, you got up and you just like tossed the ball up, and you're like first down, and you just went back. And it, and it was like it wasn't like you ne- needed to get in Dion's face. Right? It was just like I'm, you didn't even hurt me, and I'm sure it did hurt. But like, it's about showing that guy, like, "Hey, I'm still going." Like, that's moments of toughness you can do on film. That'll make you stand out that like even the viewer who doesn't know shit about football like me is like that motherfucker can play football. You know what I mean? Right. If I can notice it, then that means a coach can notice it. And that's what makes you stand out, man. There's different things, dude. Like I, I'm super I, excited about I it. I think every, every like great football team around the country at any level, usually the, the greatest teams are the toughest teams. Dude, right, right. I agree. So it's like, you know, great. Yeah, they got a great scheme. They're, they're fast. They got if you're freaking tough, chances are you're going to be a really good football team. And everyone, I mean, you could you could look at a team and you could watch them practice. And say, okay, yeah, these, everyone thinks guys that hit each other are, are tough, but you could you could tell, you know. And then you, you start you start lining up, and as you you go through the the you know the each game each week of the season, certain teams wear down, certain teams flinch in in certain situations. Um, you could start seeing the the toughness. But I, the best football teams are always the toughest ones. Yeah. Another thing too, like through the recruiting process, a lot of these top players that we're after have been recruited since they were ninth to tenth graders. You know, so at this point, going into their senior year, you know, you're you're kind of looking for that kid too that 
he, he wants to talk football more than he wants to worry about the recruiting process. You know, most of the most of the guys, the top guys, they're ready to wind this thing thing down. They've been called, they've been texted, they they you know they've gone through the process. They're tired of it, so they're they're wanting to talk ball and they're wanting right. to say, hey, what can you do to make me a better football player? You know, those, those kind of guys too, because there's the guys out there. They really love that recruiting process. They love the attention right. that goes with that. They love getting on Twitter and saying, yeah. I've got my forty first offer from blah blah university. You know, whatever. And then there's these other guys who are like. Coach, I, you know, I'm, I'm ready to talk ball. How, how are you going to use me? What are you going to do to develop me? What are you know what what what, what are, academically? What is Colorado going to offer for me? Yeah. So you you kind of figure out too what you know how serious you are getting with the, with the kid and and how how serious he is about getting better. I think just in general, man, when you guys have the reputation of we're just fucking grimy, hard working, nasty football players. I don't mean like illegally or like bad things that you do, like eye gouging and shit underneath the huddle. <laughs> I just mean like they don't stop. Like they don't stop four quarters. They're nasty. Like, and the only reason I can equate that is to uh, when I was a kid playing baseball, because that was the park I played at. Like we were never as good as anybody else around the tournament. Like La Mirada, you guys had fucking great ball players. Just a lot of them are in the pros now. Right. Um, same with like Whittier, La Habra, and then north of us, like East LA, I was in Pico Rivera, but we just were crazy, man. Like we knew that we were going to out mentally, just out, just outwork you guys. Like every pitch mattered to us. Every single, single fucking pitch mattered, man. It, we worked the fucking count as hard as you can. If you threw us a first pitch down the middle, we we're hitting it right back at your fucking face, you know, so you can't do that ever again. So now the first pitch of the game is a double. You're like, what the hell? Like that's supposed to be the pitch that people look at. They take their time. No, there's no taking time. We're not here to take no time. We're going to shut up your ass right off the bat. And this is eight, nine, ten years old. But this, if we don't do this, we're going to lose. Those guys are way better than us. Let's look like we're not. But that's not our mentality. Our mentality is we're going to be that guy that even when we lose, we're like, you're not going to want to play those guys, though, man. Because even when you win, it was a tough win. We had to fight those guys for seven innings just to beat them. You know, same thing with football. Like, if you're that team, you know, it's it's you just set a culture forever. Like, even if, like. You guys left the university. It doesn't matter. That's now part of Colorado culture forever now. That the next class that comes in, that's the expectation we have for you, man. And it's just, it's sick. I love when teams have that, man. It's miracle mm-hmm. on ice. The 1980s miracle team. You know, like we're, the right. Russians are way better, but we're going to be the most in-condition team in the world. We're going to be able to skate with them, you know, all three periods. I love that, man. It's my yeah. favorite. No, I'm with you. It's toughness, man. All right. What are you looking forward to this season, John? Oh, man, that's a that's a tough question. I mean, obviously, win, yeah, <laughs> win a lot, win, win. Well, let game. me ask you specifically: what do you, what are you looking forward to seeing on the first game against TCU? What would you like? Obviously, besides a W, but what are you expecting on the first game TCU as an outsider? Because they're biased; they work for the school. Yeah, they're gonna say we're gonna we're the best and we're gonna win. But I want to know what you think. You're a logical man. Yeah, I mean, like you said, obviously win, but like you know, all those things, you know, look dialed in, look committed, look confident playing hard playing tough fast um like i think i think brewster said it very well too in one of his infamous uh great YouTube. speeches dude he gets uh, i love that guy man. i forgot exactly how it goes i don't want i don't want to ruin it for did him did he say something about 60 minutes yeah of hell? exactly when, when colorado gets off that bus <laughs> they better expect 60 minutes of hell i love that dude. <laughs> that's what i want I, I that's what i'm looking forward to and then obviously just you know progressing getting better and you know no no at least the good teams 
don't look like they did in week one by, you know, week four, by week six, by week eight. So I want to see this team progress as well. Obviously week one, we'd love to be phenomenal, but I want to see how it goes throughout the season as well. And just getting better and better every week. Yeah, man. I'm super excited for that. Too. What, what have you guys um, seen so far that gives you guys some sort of confidence so far about this upcoming season with your players? Cause I know you guys have a lot of guys returning um, and then a lot of new guys coming in and um, it's, it's going to be here right it's right down the street man it feels like it's like got time but like tcu is literally it's gonna blink of an eye we're here we're already facing them and they just went to the national championship you know it's unbelievable mm-hmm. man they got destroyed but they went to the national championship man it's like notre dame got destroyed by alabama who cares everyone still respects notre dame um what's the part you're looking forward to game one you know what's like the most important part you're looking forward to well i think i think it's just it comes down to starting fast and i'm i'm excited you know i'm i'm sitting here and we're about a month away from from spring ball and um, shoot, I I wish we we could start tomorrow. Um, yeah. But it's there's a lot to look forward to because I know that there's a plan in place, and I know offensively um, there's a plan. Defensively, there's a plan. We have an incredible coaching staff here. We have the best coaching staff in the country. And straight you up, know, it's just it's about daily, that it's shit. about daily investment. It's about daily deposits. And that's what's been happening over here. You know, over the course of the last month, guys, you know, getting their bodies physically ready for spring ball and and now you know last week we're, we're starting in with with the x's and o's and, and the scheme so now we're getting them mentally ready for spring ball so that when march 19th hits you know we we freaking hit the ground running um so that's that's what i'm most excited about i you know i'm just i'm excited and i'm relishing the opportunity um to get better you know and, and for you know each individual group to get better so that our football team can collectively get better and like i said that's that's going to be a, a daily process but i know there's a plan in place you know so um, we're going to continually get better over the course of the winter the spring over the summer and by the time september 2nd comes around we're going to be ready to roll love it what about you coach tcu's here game one what's the best thing you're looking forward to just excited for the moment yeah you know, just you know being in that environment uh being a part of that uh you know obviously uh Big time football, Pac-12 versus Big 12. Sick. Uh, national champion runner-up, if that's what you want to say. Um, and uh, give us a good chance to to measure ourselves right off the bat. Try to figure out, hey, where where, where are we at right now? You know, you don't you don't figure out where you are by playing bad competition. When you play good people, you can figure it out really fast. You can identify the holes in your system or in your roster, and uh, you can make adjustments. And like Brett said, I think we got the best coaching staff in the country. I think we got a coaching staff that can definitely make those adjustments. Super excited about offensively what we're doing. Uh, super excited defensively about what we're doing. I mean, we we brought in two outstanding coordinators. Yeah, you know, we brought in uh, Sean Lewis, who was the head coach at Kent State. Um, you know, I mean, t- to be honest with you, Kent State probably outside of Ohio State probably played, you know, my alma mater, Georgia, as good as anyone last year. Dang. And, uh, you know, then uh, then you got Charles Kelly coming in, uh, running our – as our defensive coordinator. And, uh, you know, who, you know, he came from Alabama before that. You know, he has spent time at, at Florida State, at Tennessee, at Georgia Tech. Um, you know, I've known Charles for a long time. When I was a high school coach in Georgia, he he's recruited schools that I've been at for, you know, probably 15 years at least. Wow. And uh, just a good dude, good guy that um 
knows the game of football. Um, he just got uh, he just got ranked the number one recruiter in the country um, by leaving his last year at Alabama, and then and now you give a guy like that the uh, um, chance to be with a guy like Coach Prime. I mean, the sky's the limit for what kind of players we can get. I mean, we've already gotten, you know, the number one cornerback in the country the last two years in a row. Unbelievable, and, man. And, uh, you know, that – Coach you know, Prime, baby. Everybody was, you know, talking about when we got Travis and and wondering if we could do it again. And then, you know, we come to Colorado. And, and I mean, we, we're here less than – honestly, we were here less than a week when we when we got in on the McLean kid. And, wow. And then, you know – it, it it was it's it's phenomenal and uh, so like I say yeah it's it's going to be an exciting day exciting moment you know for me personally it will be uh, big time power five football national that's television right, let's go everybody's going to be there uh, I hope they do college game day probably at least gonna, twice. I was going to say there's there's got a good chance for college game day to show up who knows. College game day twice. And I already, we already got our seats. We found our seats earlier today. All right. That's right. Yep, VIP that's right. suites. You know where you're at. Oh, man. It's going to be good, man. <laughs> you know, if you need any uh, signals out there, just let me know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you're, you're going to ha- have a tough time um, one up in Snoop Dogg. We've already had Snoop Dogg at a game. Mm. Damn it. Yeah. Helping us out with the offense and everything. So yeah. you got to yeah. really bring it, man. Well, I mean, you really yeah, got to bring check, it. Check your cameras because me and Danny were in that practice facility today. And throwing those back shoulder fades. They were nasty shoulder fades. Hit Some of the post. best back shoulder fades I've if ever seen. If you want to see corner. proof, go to Alternate Take DR on Instagram. I mean, well, there was tape you, there. If you want to see the tape, it's I got there. one year of eligibility left. You know, <laughs> you know, we all we all have to give a speech the um, Friday night for a game. Oh, um, and I love uh, this shit. You know, it's normally when it's it's normally we call it the coach uh, Tim Brewster hour, but uh, it, some coaches um, uh, tend to uh, to uh, you know. Do it a couple of days and a couple of Friday nights in a row, and then they'll let their players. But you know, I think Brad, I'll let Danny come in and, and give the speech yeah. he gave today at the team room. If I you mean, guys want to win, that was awesome. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. Someone it, gives me some acknowledgement. If it's anything other than the Rudy speech, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> let me tell you too, as clear as I can. We got 80 scholarship athletes too. I don't want to do yeah. it. I'm gonna get emotional. <laughs> I'm gonna get emotional again, man. We're going inside. We're going outside. We got to win on the run. We're gonna keep on the run. Well I, was, well, I was practicing today in my speech in an empty auditorium, and I was still passionate about it. I was still like, they're here. I was fired up. I was ready to go. That's why I ran those routes. As yeah, as I did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I saw it two hours later, and it fired me up. So I mean, you know, <laughs> we came back, and Coach Pollock was doing push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He called me sir later. Sir. I was like, oh. <laughs> Carry on. See you yeah. bright and early. We'll get you We'll get you there for a speech, man. I'm excited. Well, uh, you know, I promised you guys around like 40, 45 minutes, man. Oh, John, go ahead. I, I had a question. I had a question. Hit me. For both of them. For both of them. I'll start with you because I kind of I know yours. But for you, uh, Mike, when did you kind of know, like, coaching was your your deal or your passion or like when you knew you were going to make it in coaching like this is going to be my career it's a good like, question did you did right. you have a point in time was there a specific moment year i did you know. i did i uh i was fortunate enough that i um i, I walked on at the university of georgia and um you know i i i, I never got to play um i i, pl- I was uh, a part of the team and uh, practiced. And, you were like Georgia's Rudy. I was like Georgia's Rudy. Man. There you go. You know, but uh, I didn't. I didn't get a sack. 
Wow. And if I would have gotten the game, I wouldn't have been offsides. Well, Let's just clarify oh, that right there, okay? Oh, so, oh. so anyway, um, no, I I had a I um it was actually started off. I was an advertising major at UGA, and um, my sophomore year, I hurt my back pretty bad um, in the weight room, and uh, it it this was an issue that never went away. And the doctors told me that I probably needed to, uh, you know, hold off playing. Um, I mean, obviously, there was no NFL career yeah. ahead of me. Um, I was enjoying the relationships I was I was being a part of. I was enjoying, you know, I mean, to this day, I see a lot of guys that, you know, were my former teammates that, you know, we we have great good relationships and, and stuff that I developed. Yep. Just being a part, you know. Now, now, granted, I mean, everybody's dream was to play and dress out and be a part of that, but that wasn't something that was meant for me to do. Mm-hmm. Um um, and uh, that's okay. But uh, after I got hurt, um, I really missed the game. And uh, that's when I changed my uh, major. I um, went into education and uh, I start. I um, actually started coaching my senior year in college. Yeah. I would, um, my schedule was to a point where I could go and volunteer coach for free. And uh, um, I did that. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I just knew, I knew immediately that that, that's what I was meant to do. I was meant to be, um, I coached for, um, almost 30 years in the state of Georgia. Wow. Um, before I met, I met coach prime when I was at Grayson high school, I was lucky enough to go down to the Under Armour all America game and coach there for a couple of years in a row, happened to be on his team. Um, he took notice of me and he stayed in touch. You know, when he called me to get the job at, at Jackson state, he didn't tell when when he 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 literally FaceTimed me. I answered the phone. He said, "Hey, coach, I got a college job. You you in?" I said, "Yes, sir." I didn't ask him where we were no going. Questions. I didn't ask him what what I was going to make. I didn't ask him what position I was going to coach because I can't. He and so I had always coming. yeah we coming. I said, "Coach, yeah. I'm there." Uh, he it, came it up was, with the we're coming for yeah, It was like two weeks later. I called him up. I said, "Coach, by the way, where are we going?" <laughs> Oh yeah, about that. Yeah, and uh, he uh, so yeah, but he and I had all you know, there'd already been conversation because he had he had interviewed at some Power Five schools before then, and he had called me and yeah, told me that there was going to be some opp- there was an opportunity there if if he got the job for me, and uh, you know just wanted to make sure I was in. I've told him of course, and yeah, I told him I said it's any time. But yeah, I've I felt like you know my sophomore year when I when I was injured and was basically told that I needed to hang it up. Um, from that point on, I knew I wanted to be a football coach. And uh, yeah. But you know what? i tell you what, though. I can look back, even back in middle school, I used to take composition notebooks and, like, draw up plays and have whole playbooks yeah. drawn up and everything. So it's, yeah. it's always kind of been in my blood, really. But like I said, I you know, there, there was a – I guess there was a year and a half there in college where I was delusional and thought I was going to go into advertising. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I say, it just changed Kind of what me. you're doing now. Exactly, honestly, right? Yeah. yeah. John used to draw that stuff in his competition book too back in junior high. <laughs> no, that that that's awesome. That's awesome because honestly, that's pretty similar, at least to his start, right? Of uh, of coaching and Big getting time. into coaching. And um, we interviewed Booby Miles, the Friday Night Lights, yeah. obviously running back. Very yeah, you know, fun interview, man. And the, the the most beautiful thing I ever took away from that interview was he was talking about um, when he got hurt in high school. Obviously, he was like the top running back in the country. Had offers to go anywhere he wanted. It's also um, like the most watched scene in the movie that people will like refer to the most. Right. And he was just 
you know, dreams and aspirations of NFL. And then that scene where he's in the car with his uncle, he was talking about that, where he's just screaming and crying because he tore his ACL. And back then, it's not like ACL surgeries now. Back then, that was it. Like, you tear your ACL. Right. Yeah. I think they just give you a Band-Aid over. back then. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, he was talking about that scene to us, and he was we were asking, like, you know, what his, his uncle actually told him, at, like, after that was basically, you know, it's all right. You know, trust God. Everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to. Everything happens for a reason. Everything's going to be all right. And in his head at the time, he was like, how the hell can you say that? Like, how can everything be all right? Like, this is not, this is not the way things are supposed to happen. It's not the way things are supposed to go. But years later down the line, many years later down the line, he realized that, man, like, because he, he coaches youth football now. And he's given back and ran camps for so many years and love that coaching football for the last you know few decades. And he's like, you know, maybe that was my calling. You know, God didn't want me to be an NFL player or a college player. Maybe I was a really good college player and then I was an asshole or whatever. It didn't pan out. And then, you know, nothing ever came of it. He's like, you know how many kids lives I've touched now because of that injury or because I never actually, you know, went on to do what I thought I was going to do. But I inspired, you know, hundreds, so maybe true. thousands of other kids because of that movie, because of all that other stuff, like everything happens for a reason. So that made me think of him too. Obviously when his career got derailed, ended short, um, well, and Brett, you can touch on this right at Washington state. And then you kind of got into the coaching mold. Next best thing. So uh, cool, man. When did you know, like that was your deal? That was your passion. That was your career path. I kind of I kind of have an opinion too, but you tell me. Coaching's always been in my blood because my my dad was a thirty year high school coach. Legend! Yep. Shout out Big John! Yep. <laughs> Shout out Big John, hey, baby! We were, we were collecting cans at Sunny Hills. I've been to so many JV basketball games, you wouldn't believe. <laughs> I feel like Big John was born with like a, just a ladder next to him and some cones. Like he was yeah. already born to be a coach. Yep. He knew speed training. He was like Spark. What Spark? How does he know? Spark stole uh, my speed training drills. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I always, I, I was always really interested in, uh, in coaching is like, it, you know, when you're young, you're, you, you don't really know what you want to do. And I, I didn't, I, you know, when I was getting into college, like I didn't know what I wanted to major in. I didn't really know what I want to do, but I knew coaching was always going to be an option. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, football was very important to me. And, you know, it seems like everything I always did in life was centered around football and, um, you know, playing football was, was the best thing, um, you know, I could do. You know, coaching is the next best thing. And, um, you know, let's see, it was probably, you know, kind of simple. Gosh, Coach Pollock, it was really similar to your story. You know, like I go through freshman year, I, I play and then, you know, get hurt a little bit, play like half of my sophomore year. Um, and then I kind of go through a phase of like a semester or two. And I'm just like, dang, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm majoring in sport management now. Like it's got to do with sports, right? So like I get something in the sports industry. That's at least, that's at least something Usable, interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so there was like a semester or two where I was kind of interested in, in the marketing or, or sales in the sports industry and all that. And then, um, you know, obviously after my, my second surgery, kind of same deal, they said, well, look, dude, why don't, why don't you just coach? And, uh, my whole, my whole senior year, um, I did the student assistant deal and that was kind of my, um, that was my leeway into coaching. That was my audition, I guess, into in coaching. And like after, after, you know, going through the, you know, the, the experience that I went through with that staff, 
you know, through camp and through that season, I'm like, why the, why the hell would I want to do anything else? Yeah, you know I mean? man. You know, it's like, why I, I, I wake up every day and it's like, I'm, I'm stress-free and I don't, I, I'm excited to go after the challenge of every single day. There's not, there hasn't been one day in the last, I don't know, that was God, eight years ago or something. There, there hasn't been one day where I've like dreaded waking up in the morning. There, there really hasn't. So, um, every day is a new journey. It's a, it's a new challenge. I love the, the competitiveness about it, but I think, you know, after, you know, that's my senior year, um, when I was a student assistant coach after that, um, after that season, that's when I knew that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I, so just from an outside perspective, but obviously very close to the whole situation. I remember when he first started coaching at Whittier College, RIP to that program. RIP Whittier College. <laughs> the program, the football program is no longer. But anyways, that's our hometown. And he was coaching there. There was a couple moments in time where I was like, damn, I know this guy's going to make it. And I never told him either. I was like, but I just noticed little things. Yeah. Obviously, when he did, the, he went to Whittier. And then during the off season, went to Paris like that's not even our football season. He right. just went straight. It's from, theirs over there. So I just wanted to go to Paris, dude. <laughs> but it was a great. I just want to go to Paris. He saw Rush Hour. Yeah. He was like, "I'm going." <laughs> but it was a but it was a great experience because obviously that was his first offensive coordinator gig. They win like the equivalent of the Natty over there. Um, <laughs> that's right. And it's. I, I was talking to this earlier about like how he's coached in so many different places, so many diverse different places. You learn how to coach like differently. And how to you can, he can he can relate to any player. He coached in a place where people didn't even understand the language. Yeah, <laughs> people were speaking, speaking different language to him, and he had to teach an offense. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then you Jackson State, you're at Colorado, you're at Whittier, you're at Carleton. Some of these schools that require like four point threes to get in. So there's all different types of kids he's had to coach. But I really knew after I think it was after you came back from Paris. I think you were trying interviewing somewhere else. You were interviewing for New York, Saint Lawrence. Saint Lawrence. And a couple other schools, and I think uh, University of San Diego was on the table, or like yeah. they were talking to you, and I, I think they were going to pay you like nine grand a year or something like yeah. ridiculous. And you're like, well, how could I live in San Diego? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Like the most like expensive three place. <laughs> but like, but but no, you didn't even flinch. Like he just goes, like he was talking about it. He's like, well, you know, it's no big deal. I'll just live in my car. And I'm like, what? Like your, your Jeep, he's like, yeah, I'll just, you know, I'll sleep in my Jeep and then I can, you know, I can go back and forth to like my sister's house, whatever on the weekends and real shit. I'll just sleep in my car. But like dead serious. Like I was like, I was waiting for him to laugh. Yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, that, you know, that's what I'll do. I'm like, what the, but in my head, I'm like, all right, he's, he's in, like, he's going to make it. He's all like, in. He's, he's dedicated. Yeah. That's, that's actually how Dan Lanning yeah. got his start. That's he actually right. was staying in his car Yeah, and he ended up at UGA and now he's at Oregon. But, uh. You know, I, I kind of piggyback off the, the Booby Miles story is, you know, I look back in my career and there's been times when, uh, you know, in the state of Georgia, it's very competitive to get yep. a job. I mean, very competitive for a high school head coaching job. And there's been jobs that I would, I'd be like, you know, I didn't get, I'd be disappointed about and I'd be, I'd be questioning myself. And, <sighs> it's and, the worst. And, and, and then, you know, you're like, man, I, I know I was more than qualified for that. What what's, what's the deal? And then, you know, then, there, then there's other things that happen in your career that causes you to move on and stuff. And uh, I look back, and every one of those decisions, I just look back at my life, and I said, if just one of those things would have happened differently, yeah. I wouldn't be where I'm at now. Because okay, exactly. where I'm at now exactly. what a trip, is because man. of me ultimately 
finding a relationship with Coach Prime. Yep. Who I grew up as a high school kid watching play at Florida State, 45 minutes from the stadium. Yep. And uh, so, like I say, you you have to take those things that happen, you know, I mean, look at Brett's situation. I mean, yep. heck, he, he said he wanted to go to Paris. He just wanted to go to Paris. But, you know, <laughs> things might be a lot different if he wouldn't have gone to Paris. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Some people yep. would have been scared to go. Oh, Absolutely. And I, uh, so you, you just can't ever tell. I'd I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Mike Leach here. Obviously, R.I.P. R.I.P. Mike Leach. Absolute legend. That guy has completely changed my family's life, obviously his life. So got to pay our homage here. Yeah, absolutely. So, Couldn't agree more. Hey, cheers I'll, to that, man. I'll, I'll, make, I'll make a quick story. Here. I want to insert here that I'm, yeah. I'm glad that. That, that Mike Leach saw more talent in Brett Bartolome <laughs> than Cooper Cup. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. I'm, oh, know, God. I'm so, I'm so excited. But same thing. I'm everything glad, worked out, right? Like everything worked out there. Cooper. <laughs> I guarantee you that Cooper Cup had like that Rocky moment where he put a picture up of Brett on his mirror. <laughs> and I was so, like, so I'm going to fucking can we, can we say this real quick? Can we tell? Yeah, sure. It's right. so funny. Dude. So a lot of people don't know this, but basically when Brett went to Wazoo, uh, it was down to him and Cooper Cup for that spot for for receiver, and obviously they took Brett. And it, initially, at least freshman year, it looked like it was going to pan out. It was an amazing decision. Yeah. And then and and Cooper didn't really explode until maybe his junior year, and so right. then obviously. And to be been, fair, no one gave him. He went to Eastern Washington. Right. It's not exactly. like he was getting offers from everyone else. Right. 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 But anyways. Along with the storyline, <laughs> along with what we're saying here, everything happens for a reason. Because who knows? Maybe if 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 Cooper goes to Washington State, his career doesn't pan out the way it does. He doesn't play right. early on. Absolutely. Maybe he gets buried in the depth chart, never gets his shot. Um, he doesn't obviously coach or get into coaching, get connected with Leach. Cooper Cup maybe never makes it to the Rams. Is one of the best receivers in the league. So, anyways, long story short, everything happens for a reason. But to my point, what I was going to say with the with the story with Leach was. So when he was getting recruited, well, he wasn't really getting recruited because <laughs> he had one offer. Yeah. And it was to Air Force. And we were like, damn, like, that's it. Like, it was the end of his senior season. Yeah. That's going to be just top. Had He's going to be Maverick. He's going to be top. Gun. We were like, could have been, been Maverick. <laughs> Air Force doesn't even throw the ball. Like, what's he going to do? Like, play running back? And yeah. Like, Dual read, corner yeah. safety. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we were like, shit, man. Like, I knew in my heart, I was like, this guy can play. Like, he's got to go somewhere. He's got to do something. So I made his highlight tape. I literally got on Huddle. That was when Huddle was brand new. Learned how to make Huddle, highlight him, do all those things. Made a whole highlight tape, blasted out to every uh, coach in the country I could. Dude. And and obviously so he, he did the work. Like he made the plays and everything. And he was helping too. He was doing his own thing. But I was trying to do anything I could. Anyways, long story short, film ends up in, in Jim Mastro's hand, who was at UCLA at the time. That whole staff gets fired. They go to Wazoo. He goes with Leach to Wazoo. Leach sees the tape within, he didn't even finish it. He wasn't even, he wasn't even a quarter of the way through. He called Brett, offered him on the spot. Crazy. We were at our house right before, right before Christmas. So this mm -hmm. is right before Christmas, 2011. Mm -hmm. Now we fast forward, obviously he goes on to Washington state, starts as a freshman, freshman, all American honor or honorable mention, honorable all, mention, honorable mention, all American. But, uh, but anyways, um, we fast forward, Leach gets him a job or helps him get the job in Paris, helps him get the job and basically all of his jobs he's got. Basically. Leach has been like the key to his, his life and our, you know, everything we've done the last eight years or so. Um, fast forward to obviously going to Jackson state. Leach was his recommendation to prime. 
The only reason he's at Jackson State because Leach. Leach talks yeah. to Dion. That's huge, man. Gives him the recommendation. He goes interviews, kills the interview. Da 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 da. You know that story. Fast forward, obviously Leach passes away. Almost, I think what was it? Almost what 11, 12 years to the date of when he offered him a scholarship. He passes away in Jackson across the street from where his apartment is. So crazy, man. Insane circle of life. Like the last thing he ever did or the last like coach that he put on, like he's got a big tree of like coaches was him. And he died just after he, you know, that's crazy. I I used to met Leach when he was at Valdosta state in 1996. Um, I was at Thomasville high school. I was the offensive coordinator there and, Mummy was the head coach, and uh, our head coach at the time was Coach Johnson. And Coach Johnson was one of the first coaches in Georgia to ever threw the threw the ball around. I mean, he was throwing around like in the early '80s. He was doing things that the air raid, yeah. you know, is doing wow. now. And uh, we went over to Valdosta State. We took our offensive line coach in there, and, and me and Coach Johnson sat in with Coach Mummy, and w- Mummy basically taught us the '90 series um, passing game that they they used back then. And our O-line coach went to Coach Leach's office yeah. to talk about the running game. That took about 15 minutes. <laughs> they ran they ran, they ran, ran base, draw trap, and lead. That's the only three plays they ran. That's all you need. <laughs> and uh, um, he said for the next, like, two and a half hours, he, he got to listen to a philosophy speech from Mike Leach about anything and everything. Yeah. I mean, he said it was awesome. It was amazing. Dude, I was going to say, dude, I, going on I learned a lot from Mike Leach and I never even met the guy, but like the way my relationships with women have been way better because of Mike Leach, man. His speeches are <laughs> tremendous. You know? Also, did you ever hear his, his legendary press? If any of you listeners out there want to hear the most legendary Mike, don't even look up the football stuff. Just look up Mike Lee's press conference, and he'll tell you the best stuff about life. About marriage. You can never think about it. He's like, he had a good marriage one. Don't waste your money on a wedding. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Next question. You're like, no. <laughs> that was all he said. I was like, that's, and I was like, that's all he needed to say. That was genius. <laughs> he just, dude, he just, he would say some things about life. He's like, you know, this kid, he's talented, but I don't like him. And I was like, <laughs> That's amazing. He's hanging out with his fat girlfriend. I don't like him. Yeah. I was like, like, dude, you can't right. say that anymore. He, I did, love he didn't him. give a shit. I love him for that. No, man. I, I, I love everything you had to say, man. That, that definitely is true, dude. When you talk about the coaching trees and everything happens for it'd be cool if Booby Miles got to go speak to your team. That'd be actually We should get Booby to game. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give him a phone Who call. would you rather have Booby or Danny? Well, you do both. You well, do both. if you want to win, you call me. It's different. You want guys to go to war. Bo- Booby's more of an off-season guy. He can just, I you know, you. come in and get you dialed. But Danny's, I, like, pre-game, like, we're yeah. going to war. Yeah, here. if I walk in. I remember, dude, I remember one time. So, when we were in high school, my freshman year, they didn't have – I played football when I was a kid. But also, like, I knew I wasn't going to be taller than, like, 5'7". So, I was like, I ain't wasting my time. I stopped playing early. And um, Rudy was five six. Right, right. I mean, I good thing he didn't. That's have why that he kept playing. That's why he played one play though, too. You know what I'm saying? Like he got there, but one play. You know, love him. Two plays. He was on kickoff. That's true. That's true. He was on kickoff. Um, but freshman year, I remember in high school, they didn't have the all year round sports thing yet. Like you couldn't just go straight into baseball. So they gave me the option. They said PE or football, and I was like, PE is for fucking dorks. Not doing that. <laughs> you know. Not doing that. And football, I'm not, I don't want to get hit. I have a season coming up. So I was like, whatever, I'll play football and I just won't do anything, um, which is what 80% of the freshman team does anyways, you know? <laughs> so I signed up for football, 
And I remember just watching my friends play, having a great time. They're like, you're going to play? I'm like, no, I got a sore ankle. What's with the questions? No, what are you, detective? What's going on? So I would just show up to practice. I would just show up to practice and hang out, watch my friends play, give them a hard time. John, you got to hit lower. What the hell? You know? And then I remember um, we had a rivalry game against our uh, local team that was also in La Habra. And uh, they actually had a pretty decent team. Um, And I remember it was a close game. And it was a away game, and it was uh, like down-to-the-wire type of game. And our, our, our freshman team was great. And then we won. It was a super close game. And at the, end of the, at the end of the game, we went back to the locker room, and 300, the movie 300 just came out. Mm-hmm. you know. So I was all into it. I don't even know what came out of me and shit, but I was in the locker room. And I was like, Labra, what's your profession? And everyone was like, oh, and they hit the locker <laughs> We all hit the lockers with our helmets. We're like, oh, oh, And Dude, Danny's was- on top of the, in the center, just like raising his hands, like yelling at everyone. Didn't play it down the whole season. He's got the team hyped for dude, the championship. I, I was 15. I'm 30. I still have people come to me and talk about like, that was, dude, that set me up for life. I have kids now. I teach it them the same thing. <laughs> that moment in the locker room. <laughs> it was so funny. But no, man, I think that's, if you have that culture, man, just the pumps, you have Brewster's, that seems like that guy, man. That's, it doesn't yeah. matter who it is because you have when you have anybody, when you attack everyone from all different angles, like this guy is the guy who talks to the kids about the X's and O's. Awesome. This guy talks to the guys about the emotional side of the game. Awesome. This guy is the manager. He just makes yeah. sure everyone's doing it. It's it's it, like you guys said, man, you guys have the best coaching staff in the country. And it's 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 pretty obvious now. You know what I'm saying? Like when the hires that you've gotten and the way it's panning out, man. And hey, boys, I'm excited. We come. We come, man. We coming, man. That's it. You guys have anything last anything to say to end no, the podcast? Man, I, I appreciate you being here with me, Danny. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. What about I'm, you, sir? I'm just excited. I hope, I hope next time we can upgrade it with a little camera action. Absolutely, you know, man. Yeah. We'll definitely do let's, that, dude. Let's, let's get this thing videoed. We can put some faces with these voices here, man. And just, Absolutely. You know, maybe Couldn't we agree can, more. Maybe we can uh, use that to our advantage in other ways, but <laughs> well, that's, right. that's right. You know, whatever, whatever right. it takes. Couldn't agree more. What about you, Johnny? That's it, man. I'm excited. Let's roll. Love it, man. This has been Alternate Take. We'll see you guys later. Peace. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Our interview with Colorado football coaches Brett Bartoloni and Mike Pollock. Thanks for stopping in, boys. I had a blast, man. Um, I will be at the spring game this Saturday. You bet your ass, man, on that on that VIP balcony I was talking about, man. And uh, I'll be enjoying the view, man. I'll be enjoying a great time, dude. This is uh, the talk of the town. Colorado Buffaloes, baby. We coming. And um, can't wait to see what the future holds for uh, not only YouTube, but just for the organization, man. It's going to be a great time. Uh, for all of you guys who are now Colorado Buffalo fans, I put all of their info in the podcast description, man. Check out their social media. They're posting daily about everything Colorado Buffaloes, man. Their progress they're making, the recruits they're getting. Uh, you know, you know primetime. He's a star of the show, baby. So it's uh, it's tremendous out there, man. You guys go check that out. And uh, thanks for stopping in. This is Alternate Take. I am your host, Daniel Rodriguez, and I appreciate you all. Peace.